Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Well, good evening and welcome everyone to The Sages Among Us. I'm your host tonight, Kimberly Ewing, and with us tonight is Kirsten Casey. Um, she is currently our Nevada County Poet Laureate, and we'll talk about that and what that means later. But she's also a creative writing teacher who is instrumental in our local California Poet in the Schools program. But not only that, she has published and has poetry collections and books also published. Hopefully we'll get to hear one of her poems today. She also recently worked with uh, fellow poet Molly Fisk to facilitate a poetry anthology with high school students responding to the California's climate crisis regarding fire and water. I'm really looking forward to hearing about that. And she has been a coach and judge for our Poetry Out Loud recitation competition for high schoolers, and the list goes on. I also know and um, appreciate Kirsten because we both are on the Sierra Poetry Festival, our local event um, that happens in April. And then also she's on the Literary Arts Committee. So lots of beautiful things. And also she has lived in Nevada City for almost three decades and has a family of three children. So welcome, Kirsten. Thanks, Kimberly. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Oh, I'm so glad that you came. And when we talk about the sages among us, you definitely were one of the first people I thought of because... You do so much um, from what I see and what I hear working with Nevada County Arts Council and everything you do in the schools, being a fellow teacher with you. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about who you are. You know, let's start at the beginning. Um, let's talk a little bit about your childhood and what your family was like, where, you, where you're from. I grew up in Salinas, California, one of three girls. Um, very close family, very creative. My dad was a dentist, but he was also a musician and an artist. And so a lot of the arts were promoted in my household at all times. I did tell them I wanted to be a professional roller skater, and that did not go over well. <laughs> yeah, they wanted a backup plan for that. Yeah, and I was poet, which is a really great backup plan. <laughs> oh, well, and so uh, were you, I always ask this question, were you the the youngest? Oldest. Child. You were the oldest. Okay. Yes. So you were paving the way for your family and your sisters, huh? I was. I think I was um, a big rule follower and I was very creative, but very quiet mm -hmm. as a child. And um, I think that feeds into poetry a lot. Oh, it for sure kids does. Who are quiet and thinking all the time. Um, but it was, wasn't until probably the end of high school I started to really think about what I wanted to do. And I told one of my English teachers in high school I wouldn't. I thought I wanted to be an English major, and she said, oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first no. And then in college, I was a history major for about a semester, and then um, I switched to English. Mm -hmm. And my English counselor said what do you want to do with this? And I said, well, I want to go into writing. And she said, oh, you don't want to do that. You want to do literature. 
you want to study literature and become a professor. And so I promptly fired her as my <laughs> counselor and moved to one of my writing teachers who is so incredibly supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sought the support out. To be a writer, you have to do that. You have to find your people. Right. Find your tribe and then and then blossom within. And do the work. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. Where did you go to college? Santa Clara University. Okay, Santa Clara University. So you're in like South Bay. Yes, in Santa Clara, close to San Jose. Mm -hmm. And then I did my graduate work at San Francisco State. Okay. And I got to work with a little writer named Frances Mays, who Mm. you might have heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, She just released another book last week. She did. Um, She was a great, she was my counselor, my graduate counselor, and her husband was one of my undergraduate counselors at Santa Clara. So we got to go to their house and they were just incredibly lovely people. That is so fantastic. So she's quite the inspiration for you and maybe the beginning of how you became who you are as a, as a writer and teacher. She, she was definitely a supportive teacher and really kind and sweet and all the things you want a human to be on mm-hmm. top of a teacher. But her teaching style was great. And her the book that she wrote as a textbook, I still refer to. It's such a beautiful book, The Discovery of Poetry. Mm, okay. I love yeah. that. I'm, I'm wondering, how did you get back to Nevada County since you were basically in the Bay Area? So I met my husband at Santa Clara. We didn't start dating until my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, we got engaged within a year and married and I was doing my graduate program down there Mm -hmm. and he had a job in Santa Clara. And then when I got pregnant with our first child, he suddenly saw that maybe we should move back to Nevada County. I I always wanted to live up here. Okay. Um, the first time I came was during a blizzard in 1988. Mm. So, um, but I loved it right away. And so we had our son and we moved less than three months after he was born back here. And so he's almost 30. So. Oh, and is, now tell yeah. me, is your husband from here? My husband was born here. Okay. Um, born at the hospital here. He lived in Celestial Valley for a while when he was a toddler. Mm-hmm. And they moved to Banner Mountain when he was young. But yeah, went through NU, all the same schools my kids went to. It was really fun memory lane stuff for us. Oh, and it is true that someone usually has a pull here, yes. some connection or some family member, and then they discover it on their own. Yeah. It sounds like that's what it was like for you. It was. And two of his siblings live here as well. So we have a lot of, and his mother. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of family and time with them. So it's very special. And you said, you said your, your eldest is 30? Almost 30. Well, he just turned 29, so he's in his 30th year. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are the other ages of your children? My middle daughter is 27, and the baby's 24. Okay. And have any of them also returned to the county? Yes. The two, well, they, because of COVID, they were all three home for a while, and now the oldest two are still here, and the baby's in New York. Oh. Okay, so get to you get to see some more regularly than others, but then you get to travel yes. to New York. <laughs> yes, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Well, when I think about you, I always am like, you know, when you were younger, you said that you wanted to be a, a roller derby girl or a roller skater. Oh, no, performative figure roller skating. Oh, yes, right. To beautiful music. Okay, I love that. <laughs> did you, did, was there something else that happened um, that built you to where you are today in your childhood? Was there, was there maybe someone that influenced you in that way? Or did you have a, a positive role model when you were a kid? 
I had a lot of freedom, creative freedom, and it's very different. The kids of the 70s had a very different growing up. I don't think they needed to foster anything in us. We were just kind of let go into the world with a lot of freedom and a lot of personal responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability right away. And as far as role models, I had some really good art teachers in high school who were very supportive. Um I had friends, parents who were very supportive along with my own. So, you know, there isn't one person that stands out. Sure. Um, poetry wise. Right. Um, Cause I didn't really, I wrote poetry for myself. I've actually written a piece that I almost did for mortified. I'm still waiting for a date, but mm. I wrote an entire book to a boy when I was 16. Wow. It that's dedication. So embarrassing. And <laughs> it is filled with the worst poetry you've ever heard. <laughs> is, that why it's, is that why it's called Mortified? It's Mortified is actually a storytelling group where oh. you read from your teen diary. Oh, And wow. it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and you are mortified as you read it. And it's mortifying. But I think things like that where you just use writing as an outlet. Yes. It's it's such a great tool for kids, even though it can be really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So vulnerable. I love it. Yeah. Tell me, how did you, from your writing and your graduate program, how did you get into, like, what's the next journey into the poetry? So I got, my emphasis was in poetry and short story. Okay. So I also write fiction, um, not as often. I fell into the niche of poetry because of its brevity um and I could accomplish it in mm-hmm. a shorter amount of time um I love playing with words and I when I graduated um I didn't write I ended up having three kids pretty mm-hmm. close together and I probably didn't write for close to a decade I mean I really didn't write and I was scared mm, when I yeah. decided to start writing again, probably in about 2000. Okay. I started writing again when the kids got older. And then I started to be present in their classrooms, um, a lot of volunteering for each of them. And then I got involved with art docenting. Oh, I was yes. an art docent for almost 10 years at Seven Hills. I and love then, that program. So mm-hmm. fun. And that involved writing. And then Molly Fisk used to be a poet in the schools at Seven Hills for a very long time, and she was phasing out. Okay. And so she reached out to me, and I thought, oh, that would be really fun. And it was when my son was in sixth grade, and she did in sixth grade. So I started to go in and train, and I did my training, and then she phased out. I came in, and that's almost 18 years ago. Fantastic. And you're still there. I'm still doing it every fall. I do a residency Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it's great. I know that they do the special person's day where they yep. choose someone in not their immediate family that they honor and they write a poem, they which do. is pretty brilliant. I, I've been a special person before. It was pretty fantastic as a sixth grader to see their expressions so transformative and vulnerable and beautiful. It's really fun to work with kids. So is that a program that is several weeks long or how does that work for you? This year is going to be a little different. I I do a five-week residency every fall, and I'm supposed to get a grant through Cal Poets that's going to give me 10-week residencies. I'm going to do one at Seven Hills, and I'm going to do one at Sale High School. Great. Um, and it's not totally confirmed yet, but I think it is. So it's going to enable me to do a lot longer of a program, 
the program at Seven Hills has traditionally been funded first by a, a generous family in the community and then by the PTC. So that's not even sponsored by Cal Poets. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Cal Poets, it's, it's very, it's very structured, but, um, the funding is the tricky, getting the funding is the tricky part. Right. Of course. Always the funding, isn't mm-hmm. it? In the arts. We're always fighting for it. it sadly. Is. It's a <laughs> when I look at, um, what you're doing, um, and, and maybe there's one part in your life and then we'll get into your, what, what you're involved in in the community, Kirsten, um, is there something in your life or a watershed moment that you can pinpoint as the reason why you're so deeply involved creating a better community? It's probably my kids. I mm-hmm. mean, having children in a creative community is such a gift and I never take that for granted. And that's why I got involved at the schools right away when they were in high school as part of the NUR community mm-hmm. um, in charge of their fundraiser every year for about six years. Um, I know these things don't just happen. So it takes people that care to make sure that they continue. So I value that very highly. And um, sports do get a lot more funding and attention Mm -hmm. just because of the nature of the audience and the popularity of it. And I think that sometimes the arts take a back seat. And so whatever can help them move towards the front, I'm going to help with. Right. So good. And we have a strategic plan in our county that we're trying to have more arts events and, and bring it more into the public eye. So that they, there's more places and platforms for students to express themselves in, in the arts. Particularly, so, you know this with Poetry Out Loud, yes. which is, I tell people about it all the time. People have no idea what it is. Tell us a little bit about it. So it's a recitation competition that was started by Dana Goya, who is a, a former California Poet Laureate. He's amazing. He was at our Poetry Festival last year and he spoke with the children who performed their poems And what they do, they have to choose a poem from a master list of poets, and then they have to practice and recite them from memory, which is something I could not do. And it's fantastic. Every year I am overwhelmed with joy watching these kids perform them often better than the actual poet would. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And then regionally kids get, they win the place, say Nevada County had one, then they advance to the Sacramento semifinals. Then that winner advances to the national competition in Washington, D.C. And they win money, and it's so great. What an experience. Yes, it's great. Yeah. I, I wish more kids. We didn't have, we just had one high school participate really last year. Mm. And so we're really trying to get more of them on board. So um, if anyone's listening who's a high school teacher, please check out the program mm-hmm. and reach out to California Arts Council where we can provide you support. Absolutely. And I think kids now more than ever need avenues of expression and yep. ways to, to feel things um, more. So that would be a great avenue for them, a great way for them to express themselves and feel heard. Yeah. And at, in working with um, teachers it's uh, Marika Beck, who is a teacher at Sale, actually did a video for um, Nevada County Arts about the impact of the program on her own students and how surprising it was, how certain kids really fell into it and, and had a new sense of confidence that she hadn't seen before. And it was really touching to her how impactful it was in such a, it seems like a really simple thing. 
But when you're having to perform these emotions, and generally the children pick a poem that touches them in some way, so it connects in a really beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. So that's wonderful. And when I think of all the other things that you do in the community, Kirsten, is like Sierra Poetry Festival and the Literary Arts Committee. Could you speak to a little bit about what those are and what you do for them? These are kind of the backbone of the literary arts in our community. Um, Not just readings, but writing groups, things like that. Uh, The Poetry Festival is phenomenal. It is. I have to say. We are getting incredible poets to come and read here, uh, and it's it's kind of the unsung hero, I think, of of the of the town. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last one was at the Miners Foundry, and every poet that came fell in love with it. They fell in love with town, being here, walking around. Um, there's readings, there workshops. Um, it's just a great community event. And also just a celebration of the written word. And after so long of us being mm-hmm. isolated, it's so impactful to be in a room and hear hear the poems instead of just on a Zoom. Mm-hmm. Zoom's great for reaching people, but there's nothing like being there in person. It's so true. And it's every April because April yep. is National, National Poetry, Poetry Month. Month. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're on the same committee. The so yes. Yeah. We have a great time. The people on the committee are wonderful collaborative. Um, We can always use more money to fund things. For sure. The fundraising part of it is challenging. Um, We're doing well so far, breaking even. But um, if anyone's interested in donating to any of these things, Nevada County Arts is the way. Mm -hmm. It's the way. And it really does go straight to the events. It really does. And it goes straight to the ability to keep it coming every year. Yep. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the Literary Arts Committee. That is a gr- another great. It's really we're kind of working together right now. Um, they, we used to have a lot more readings. I think we're working on bringing that back. Okay, where we brought people in to do readings and we had more local readings. Most of that takes place during National Poetry Month, and we have a lot of pop ups, mm-hmm. and we're able to have poets and other kind of readings um yeah because we had what was that one there was one series that was around for a long time that went away the women's writing salon went away oh, right um so we're 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 trying to get some footing and get those back up again because we we can use it and we do have some nice new venues where we could where we could explore that that's true and also you tell us what you've been offering at the library Oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> okay, so it started last year at Madeline Helling. I started a poetry happy hour and it was in one of the side rooms and very few people were coming. And so after some brainstorming, we decided that we were going to try and have it in a bar. And oh, a bar. We, an actual. <laughs> happy hour. And so we've had the last three at the National Bar. It's the third Thursday of every month at 530. Last week or last month, we had to have it upstairs because they had live music in the bar. But they did have the upper bar open and we got to sit on the giant gold couch. And the upstairs is phenomenal. Up it's, there. I loved it. I would prefer it's so great up there. Mm-hmm. And it's very low key poetry appreciation. I read some poems. 
I have some optional prompts. Um, it's just, you can ask anyone who's been, it's very fun. And that's what I'm trying to bring to poetry, especially in our little community. I think uh, even some of my friends were kind of scared to come. Well, sure. But that once you, I mean, I love your poetry because it's, it is, um, it tickles the mind and it, it, it makes you giggle and, and be childlike and playful. And I love that about your poetry and others that, you know, are influenced by you maybe too. It's, it's really quite fun. And, um, I, I, I think more people should get out there and, and try their poetry and <laughs> or think, at least listen to it. Well, people are scared that it's going to be really classroom-like, which mm-hmm. it is not at all. And you don't have to write anything if you don't want to. If you're not in the mood, I'm not going to call in anybody <laughs> except to tease them. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I think poetry really got sold a bill of goods a long time ago in the school system when kids were presented a poem and say, look up these vocabulary words and look for the symbolism Mm. and tear it apart and then answer these questions. And that's not what poetry is. Right, It's what you feel and you can't dissect it. Yeah. That's a really good point because you, you being in the classroom, you Mm -hmm. change that, Mm -hmm. you change that perspective and that trajectory for the students and teachers probably. Um, And it opens their eyes to what is poetry you know, and what's possible. And when I start teaching, especially with kids, when I, the first day I teach, I say, how many of you like it? I won't get mad. You know, just (laughs) how many of you don't like it? How many of you are on the fence? And it's usually about half of them are on the fence. And I'll say, you just haven't read the right poem yet. That's right. It hasn't reached you. (laughs) It's just like any other, like art or music. Once you see something that you really connect with, it's a different experience. Well, and Kristen, if if these are all the things that you do that make you and we honor you as the sage tonight, um, how do you have the energy? How do you have all of this? What? Why do you do it? That's a good question. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's fun to do something that you really love. And if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be in the game. Poetry is not a big glamour game, except for Amanda Gorman. If you hear me, you're (laughs) the best. Um, Yeah, it's it's love of language. It's freedom of expression. Um, It somehow feels like you're making a tiny difference when you can connect to even one other person with something that you've written. Um, And it's fun. That's the other part. I always say it's so fun. And I think it's, you know, some people think it's really esoteric and it's above them, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody and it's, it's connective. So I'll just keep doing it. Oh, well, if, if you have, we just have a few more minutes, but I love um, this passion that you bring to this community and, you know, civic engagement, you're doing everything in every, in every capacity in regards to the arts and poetry and writing um, would you like to read a small short poem? Ooh, I can I can find a short one. That would be one. fun. And while we're while we're uh, doing that, you're listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR eighty nine point five FM. I'm your host tonight, Kimberly Ewing, and we have Kristen Casey, our Nevada County Poet Laureate. Which, by the way, tell us like quickly what that is because that's pretty amazing. I just I will write a poem for events. I will come and read at something. I am just at your disposal community <laughs> as your poet. It's promoting poetry in the community and really 
trying to be there. And I, you know, every avenue, everything I've thought of that I would ever want to do, I'm doing right now. So if anyone has any other ideas, you can go on my website, KirstenCasey.com, and message me through there. There you go. I love it. What are you going to read for us? I'm going to read to you a poem that I wrote. Actually, I wrote this during one of my classes at Seven Hills. Oh, really? We have an ekphrastic poetry lesson, which is writing in response to art. And this is based on looking at Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh. Oh, so, one of my favorites. So it's actually... Um, an acrostic poem, but also a letter. So um, my glasses are steaming up. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My dearest Theo, tonight St. Remy paints itself. I see markings in the clouds. The wind trails scratch marks and swirls. Stars spin and tumble like bright children rolling down a hillside. The air is thick and slow like breathing glue. Each rooftop pierces the sky, cuts without blood, every shade of purple in a bruise. I've run out of blue paint, and it seems the only pigment beyond this window is blue. From steeple shadow to the low bellies of thunderheads, to the deep thatched rows in the vineyards. I want to drag my brush through the sky, steal sticky stars for this canvas now awash with last strokes of indigo. I want to swallow this night like a true black elixir, a whole ripe plum, or my own tongue. The bottles you sent by post are empty brown, the color of dead stems. I poured them into the base of my hydrangea, now grown wild, without bloom. Ever yours, Vincent. (laughs) I'm clapping. I love that. Just such the visual, and everybody knows that that piece, yeah. "Starry Night" with from Van Gogh, and it's you can just feel the ride with the words. That's what I'm trying to teach the kids. Yeah, that is so fantastic. Is there anything else um, that you want to share with our volunteers or people who might be percolating and getting poetry on their mind? What can we, what can we give them for community involvement? If you're curious about what I do, come to Poetry Happy Hour. Visit my website. I have all events on there. Your third, every third Thursday at the National. The next one is September 15th. We're doing a really cool thing in October. There was a beautiful book written about Pine Grove Cemetery, and we're going to have the author with us, and we're doing a cemetery walk. Oh, wonderful. um, On October 27th. That's going to be at Pine Grove Cemetery. Time to be determined. Um, and then the October date will be different because of that event. Sure. Um, also, check out the Poetry Festival. Yes. Um, it's it's the coolest thing. Even and if you don't love poetry, go to the Poetry I Festival. Know. You'll love it afterwards. Yes, I'm you not will. Kidding. I mean, let's let's give them the website. It's www.nevadacountyarts.org, if I recall. Uh, or SierraPoetryFestival.org is for the Sierra Poetry Festival. If you're interested in the California Poets in the Schools, it's CaliforniaPoets.org. Uh, NevadaCountyArts.org is for our beautiful Arts Council. If you have extra money you want to give towards all of these wonderful things, you can give it through the Arts Council. And it can be directed towards the Poetry Festival or wherever you please. Right. But we need money to keep going, and it's worthwhile. And it's now more important than ever. You Agreed. Know, you know, it's mm-hmm. just this time we're coming out 
of the ashes, so to speak, and we need we need outlets, right? We do. When I think of um, all that you have brought to our community and all that you have given in the three decades you've been here, Kristen, it's really impressive. But of course, I want to ask if you had a magic wand, what would you love for our community that's maybe different or more or new? Oh, gosh. More more kids. More kids. More, more kids. More kids uh, with the option to write poetry. More kids with the option t- to be immersed in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, more poets in the schools here. Um, more people in the audience add Poetry Out Loud. That's right. a real easy one. Um, and also, if anyone's interested in watching, they have videos of the recitations on their website, which is will make you a convert. <laughs> um, it's always, you know, if you, I, I don't wish for less. I, I wish for more for mm-hmm. our community and, and more healing. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think words can do that. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's been such a pleasure and I can't believe we're almost out of time. Is there anything else that you would, any other final thoughts about leadership or civic engagement or our community in general? I think everyone can find a role here. I think there are enough wonderful community activities, even daily volunteering for the film festival, whatever works for you. It's true. There's something you can do. There is something we can do. Well, Kirsten Casey, thank you so much for everything that you've brought to us tonight and being a wonderful sage among us here in Nevada County. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to talk with you. And it went by so fast, didn't it? It did. We could do this all night. (laughs) Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody. And thank you, Kirsten. We'll see you out there being the Poet Laureate for how much longer? Uh, At least another year. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 